Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Well, I guess that means school is in session. I'm Dr. Bernie. I'm a homeopathic practitioner. I'm located in Gilbert, Arizona. I own and run Gilbert Natural Medicine, and that website is gilbertnaturalmedicine.com in case you want to look us up and see what we're all about and what we treat. The syllabus to the course I teach is on natural medicine, located online at Arizona Academy for naturalhealth.com. Read that syllabus. I have a wonderful online face-to-face course for $99 in natural medicine, only good for 10 students at a time, so you have to sign up right away. You can sign up by going to my website, gilbertnaturalmedicine.com, or you can call us at 480-703-0151. Today's show We're going to be talking about bee venom and how it is used as medication homeopathically. And it's amazing. Uh, Every time you see a bee, you want to smack it and kill it. And little do you know that (laughs) it's good for your medications. Here we go. Bee venom. Bee venom is synthesized in the venom glands of the worker and queen bee honeybees. Did you get that? Bee venom is synthesized in the venom glands of worker and queen honeybees. So don't go smacking the honeybees. How do you know it's a honeybee instead of a killer bee? Killer bees are always in packs. They fly in numerous numbers. Honeybees are one at a time here and there. Don't go smacking them. They're looking for flowers. They are good to pollinate, so we have more flowers. Leave the bee venom to the honeybees. Leave the bee venom to the workers and the queen bees. Because if you smack them dead, you're not going to get what it takes to get that medication from the bee. You're not going to get those wonderful flowers that are so beautiful that you put on your kitchen table. You're not going to get... Honey, that is widely used for everything from skincare to medication. Don't kill honeybees. Hold on. So when the venom 
is synthesized in the bee. It is stored in their venom sacs. Okay. In their venom sacs. Even a snake has a venom snack. Even a scorpion has a venom sack. Even we have sacks that are called, what? Do you remember from our past recordings? Glands. We have glands throughout our entire body. Moving forward, during the stinging process, when a bee stings you, it is expressed, the venom, it is expressed through the sting apparatus. So that, that's the sac and the stinger. When bee venom is made into products, bee venom is used and processed in three different forms. We call it Apis mellifica or honeybee. Now, some of you that know a little bit about homeopathy know that Apis mellifica is for swelling and itching because when the bee stings you, it creates swelling and itching. And therefore, when we make the venom into medication, it fights swelling and stinging and itching immediately. Immediately. Apis virus or honeybee poison and apis venom purum or honeybee venom, apis mellifica and apis virus are Latin names of the honeybee and honeybee poison, respectively. They're described in a number of official drug and homeopathic monographs in the pharmacopoeia. In the list of ingredients of products, these official names are used. So if you're going to get apis mellifica, you're going to get apis for swelling and itching and stinging. Right? Okay, listen up. In literature, these names or their symptoms are mentioned. Now, apis mellifica is good for hives and not only stinging from the bee. Sometimes in acupuncture, they will insert the acupuncture point of the needle into Apis mellifica, the liquid, and then proceed with a minute amount of bee venom in a remedy like Apis mellifica directly into your skin, which is okay. But the best application for Apis or any bee venom preparation to heal is administered orally in different potencies, in forms of drops, tablets, pellets, and liquid under the direction of, of course, your homeopathic physician, such as me. Now, in homeoacupuncture, two application methods are commonly used. The acupuncture needle, once again, 
is dipped into the remedy and inserted into the acupuncture point. A drop of remedy is applied to the skin at the acupuncture point, and the needle is inserted through the remedy. Now, bee venom can be made into creams. So if you don't want to take the medication under your tongue, because that's how homeopathy is administered under the tongue, because it is picked up and collected mentally through your mucous membranes to the brain, and the brain stores this energy of the droplet you put under the tongue or the pill or the pellet, and it changes it into the cure because the body recognizes what the brain just got a hold of under through the mucous membranes, and the body goes to heal itself. Now, that's complicated, and we're not going to get into that unless you take my course, which is not a bad idea for 99% of you out there. All right, so if you're, ma- if you're going to take some bee venom like Apis mellifica, because, you know, you're not going to get raw bee venom, right? So you, how are you going to get that? You're going to let the, the bee sting you, and then once the venom goes through your skin, you can't get it out again. You have to pull the stinger out just so it doesn't keep complicating you. But you'll never get the venom. You'll feel the venom go through your body, but you won't get the venom to make anything of it. So we take ap- Apis mellifica, or whatever apis purum or whatever you're using. And and we mix it in a water in oil or oil and water base which is a transporter to soften the outer layer of the skin. This also increases local blood circulation but could cause mild abrasions to enhance the absorption of venom. But this is a painless way to administer bee venom and can be carried out by the patient himself. However, its strength is less than that of injectable venom solution and less than if you were to put the venom solution, Apis mellifica, under your tongue. Bee venom creams are applied topically on the affected area or by electrophoresis. Electrophoresis, which none of you will do. Let's talk about different potencies of bee venom. One potency is 6X, which means it's in a very crude state of venom. You don't need that. If you're making a cream, you want to put 200C or 30C into an already cream base that has nothing else in it but made of goat's milk or something, and you can get this at any uh, place of business that sells um, soap bases. So places that manufacture their own creams and stuff through uh, lots of different methods such as a coconut oil or goat's milk, which is the most popular. So goat's milk is best, better than coconut oil, which has interference of the coconut. So if you're doing the goat's milk and you put a few drops, maybe 10 or 20 drops in, uh, let's say, a quarter of a cup of cream, 
uh, it may become too loose. So you'd have to keep adding more cream until it's uh, going to hold together. And then you mix it up. and uh, But don't mix it with a, uh, a metal spoon because metal is a remedy. So we want to mix it with plastic or wood, like an ice cream uh, uh, stick. And then um, you can take that and you can apply it directly to the skin over the affected area. And um, bingo, you got your, uh, your remedy. Don't put that in your mouth. You know, the quality of collected bee venom also has its variations in different potencies, like what I'm talking about, and the ratio of its constituents, such as ratio of pure venom, Apis mellifica, into coconut oil. You want to use goat's milk. If you want to make an oil and you don't want to make a heavy cream, which is very messy, then you would mix one-to-one a teaspoon of oil to a teaspoon of water to 10 drops of your venom. But I will guarantee you, oil and water doesn't mix. So what have you got? You got a lot of slop on your hands. Do the cream. The cream is better. Bee venom obtained from foraging bees uh, from the hive, you know, like your beekeepers do for the, uh, for the honey, has a higher percentage of Hyalurondes and Fafalapes causing more noticeable reactions to bee venom. So when they take the bees from the hive for the venom, uh, you're kind of going to get a reaction. So it, it has to be made into a preparation like Apis mellifica, in potencies so you don't get a reaction because you can't take straight bee venom and put it on your skin. It's going to cause a lot of reaction. What do you think it's going to do? More swelling, more itching, never going to get rid of that bee sting. On the other hand, venom from bees of various ages, particularly young bees inside the hive, contains a wider range of components in the venom, but in lower percentages. Because they're babies. They're baby bees. Uh, When we make, as homeopaths, the bee venom preparation, like the Apis mellifica, for instance, we first have to take the bee, the dead bee, the bees that they smoke out of the hive, the ones that fall to the ground, and we crush them. But there's lots of different parts of the bee that we crush for the different stages of different venoms. Not all venom is alike. Bee venom creams, liniments, ointments, and embrocations are popular ways to use bee venom. See, like the cream, the cream, the cream. There are some high-quality bee venom creams on the market where you can get some good results, just like Arnica. Arnica is made into a liquid potency under the tongue or as in a cream, which you can do yourself at a lot less money. Arnica for pain. 
I would not suggest you buy the bee venom cream off the shelf. I would suggest you make it. Uh, but in case you want to get bee venom creams from the market that you could accept or expect some good results include a preven, apicerithin, and forapin. For a pin, F O R A P I N, Apis Erythrin, A P I S A R T H R O N, Aprevin, A P I R E V E N. These products have been on the market for a really long time. The oldest one that's been on the market is For a Pin, introduced in 1934. So you see how far back this stuff goes. It goes way, way, way back way back into the 18, uh, 1800s. Tablet, granule, and liquid forms, like I said, of these products are most widely used in homeopathic preparations of Apis mellifica and Apis virus and can be found in homeopathic remedy kits or from me. I have all the Apis you need and I get all of my homeopathic remedies by the way, not from the USA because the FDA will not allow us anything that cures anything or anyone. So I get it imported from the UK because my manufacturer in the UK makes me anything I need. From Lyme disease treatment to the most simple bee sting. My preference is liquid form under the tongue. Tablets is not my preference. Let me explain why. When you put the liquid under the tongue, it has immediate delivery. You don't swallow it. We don't break it down through the gut because it's not going to do anything for you. We put it under the tongue. We leave the remedy, whether, whether it's a tablet or not, under the tongue for a minute or two, even three if you want. And then you roll it around your mouth to get into the mucous membranes, <clears throat> which are in your cheeks and everywhere. And uh, then you swallow it and don't eat anything before or after a treatment for 15 minutes because you will kill the remedy. Anytime you take a remedy and you might have, you might think you have a reaction, which you won't, uh, strong black coffee, bite into an onion and it's done. You killed it. Eat something, peppermint, brush your teeth, remedy's gone. It'll stop working. So you want to make sure you have a homeopath that knows exactly what they're doing with your medicine. That would be me. Now, I treat people globally, so I don't care where you live. Kansas or Katanga, if there was such a place, you could call me, 480-703-0151. I will respond. I can mail you medicine. You can have a free consultation face-to-face with me if you go to my website, gilbertnaturalmedicine.com and you go to the top of the page and you schedule a 15-minute free consultation with me, it's free, guys. And then we'll figure out what you need, and I'll mail you your medicine. I do everything lately virtual because, you know, because of this COVID thing, it's kind of frightful to go into a clinic and sit there with someone, so we do it online. It's the same thing. I don't have to touch anybody. 
I could just look at you and know what the heck is going on once we take a case history. So you're going to put the liquid, which I prefer, under your tongue, hold it for a few minutes, and then swallow it. And you should have relief within 15 minutes to an hour. Now, if you are really suffering something very, very um, harmful, uh, well, let's talk about uh, migraine headache. You can take a preparation called, and good luck if you want to find this one, mesurium, which is made from the cuttlefish, I believe. And uh, you put that under your tongue every 15 minutes until that migraine is gone. She'll be gone in the first half hour. So why sit around and, and kill yourself with migraine headaches? I don't get it. Call me. I will take your migraines away. I won't just take them away with a medication. I will cure those migraines. So don't think it can't be cured. What is a migraine? A migraine headache is swelling of the arteries on the top of the brain. High blood pressure. That's a good indication of swelling. Okay, let's go there. High blood pressure. It's when your arteries are constricted, your veins are constricted, and the blood is having a a terrible time circulating through the body. So it puts an enormous amount of pressure on your tubes, your arteries, your veins. Enormous amount of pressure. It's like trying to get water through a hose that you squeeze. and The hose starts to bulge. It creates a high pressure. Uh, Everything in homeopathy is standardized. Because to obtain consistent results requires the use of the known quality and quantity of medicinal substance to measure and compare its effect. So bee venom is not an easy task. The uniformity of bee venom in products is described in the following ways. The source of bee, their age, that's right, the age of the bee. You think beekeepers are stupid? They're not. They know what they're doing. If they didn't, they'd be stung until they die. The quantity of venom in the venom sack and its potency varies from time to time. As a result, the strength of mother tincture, which is not diluted, it's venom in its raw form as a source of venom dilutions, is highly variable. So we can take the mother tincture, which is the venom that's extracted from the crushed bee or the sacs, and we take that and we standardize it by decimals or centesimal scales. So it's just like your fractions, 0.1 or 0.01 or 0.11 or 0.001 or one-fourth or one-half or one-third. And so we prepare different potencies, 3x, 6x, uh, 30x, 30c, um, 200c, 1m. These are all different potencies. So I stick to the 200c potencies. Let me tell you why. A potency is an energy, an energy of the medicine. So when I give you Apis Malefica, I'm not giving you raw venom that's live. I'm giving you the energy of what that venom once was by constantly diluting it until you get to the right 
potency. Diluting it in homeopathy makes it stronger. Not like Western medicine that you dilute, you make it weaker. When we dilute this homeopathic medicine, we make it stronger. So that's the difference, see? So 200C is it's a pretty good strength, pretty much for anything. So remember, in collecting the venom and figuring out how to standardize it, we need to take in the uh, source of the bees, their age, the quantity of the venom in the sack, and its potencies. And all of this varies from time to time. You're not going to get the same kind of venom uh, out of one bee that you're going to get out of a different bee, or from one hive to another hive, or from one age of the bee to another age. Remember what I said about the baby bee? You're not listening, right? Okay. After the trituration and conversion into liquid potencies, the preparation is pretty much the same as other preparations in the venom. Whether whether or how we collect it. Now there's, there's less desirable substances for venom such as honey, pollen, or body fluid. Different potencies are most frequently prepared on the decimal and centesimal scale. So don't think you're going to get it from the honey. Don't think you're going to get it from the honeycomb that might be in the honey you're, you're purchasing. Bee venom has to be pure. Its constituents have to be measured. Its toxicity is always known. Bee venom is a colorless liquid that dries to a powder. Did you know that? The color of crystallized venom ranges from white to brownish yellow. The darker color is the result of contamination of the venom and its oxidation of its constituents. Pure, whole, dried, and whole dried bee venom are usually used in drug preparations. Yeah, they do. Even the MDs do that. Well, you know, your MD doesn't. The pharmacies do. Um, If it is a dark brownish yellow color, it's probably contaminated. That's referred to as grade two venom. If it's white in color, has crystallized powdery appearance, it's free of contaminants. It is known as grade one venom. Isn't that interesting? Didn't you know? How did you, did you ever think bees could be so complicated? The stingers of bees with their venom sacs attached are deposited by the bees into a thick diaphragm. The stingers are removed, dried, and the venom is extracted. Ta-da! I'll give you that again. Whole dried bee venom, venom sacs, liquid bee venom. These are product forms of how we collect the venom. The collected, processed, and reconstituted Reconstituated bee venom is widely used in the preposition of capsules, creams, drops, embrocations, granules, powders, injections, liniments, liquids, ointments, and tablets. So the next time 
you see a honeybee, do not kill him or her. An injection form is the closest one can get to the effect of venom from live bees. Known amounts of powdered venom in products allows for established standard treatment protocols to measure the effect of venom. So you can't use the raw powder. It has to be triturated. Triturated means you have to... (laughs) put it in a, a form of homeopathic medicine, uh, succuss it a million times when you're mixing it. So trituration is mixing. Succussing is shaking until you get your desired potency. Okay. One more tip. During the beekeeping season, Off-season bees have less potent venom in their sacs due to poor nutrition. Not so many flowers around. This is an important consideration for those during therapy with live bees which come from a local area without year-round nectar or pollen flow. So if it's not the season for the reason, for the honey, you're going to get venom that ain't going to do much. (laughs) This is Dr. Bernie. I hope you enjoyed 28 minutes or 30 minutes worth of bee venom. Now you're smarter than you were yesterday, unless you already knew all the material I just gave you. I respect the bees since I learned in my years of homeopathy since 1994, guys. I know my medicine pretty well. Since I learned all about bee venom, I respect the little honeybees and I don't grab a a fly swatter anymore to kill them. I let them be because they're not out to sting me unless I go after them. Remember, nothing will hurt you unless you go to attack it first in the insect world because they're scared. Insects are afraid. They fear. Here comes a big six-foot big shot standing over a a small honeybee. What the heck do you think the honeybee is going to do? Protect itself. Sting you. Same with any other insect. Be careful what you do when you're out in the wild. Keep yourself covered up, protected especially if you're going to walk through water. You want to wear boots, tuck your, your, uh, your pants into your boots because of leeches in dirty water or in ponds. Leeches are horrible. Don't put your bare feet into a pond somewhere if you don't know what's going on there. Be careful when you're out camping, especially, because wherever you are located and are camping, you're going to meet with some undesirable local insects. Everything from the brown recluse spider to the uh, wolf spider and worse. And then there's the bear. 
we won't get into bears this time. But next time you hear me tomorrow at 2 o'clock, you're going to learn something brand new about homeopathic medicine and how it's applied and how it is used. This is Dr. Bernie Masseri, 480-703-0151. I hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. And I will see you tomorrow. School's out. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark.